Hello and welcome to Third and Long, Australia's newest podcast series, giving you all access to all things NFL with the Australian twist. Third and Long is brought to you by Little Birdie TV and is sponsored by topsport.com.au. My name is Mark Goodwill and today my co-host who I'll introduce, one is an ex-AFL two-time premiership player and MVP, Corey McKernan, and we have sports journalist Paige Cordona. Welcome to you both guys. Hello, Marco. Hello, Marco. It's the night before Christmas. It is the night before Christmas, Corey. How good is it? We are a couple of days out from kickoff on the 2021 NFL season. And, uh, yeah, it's starting to sink in now that games are around the corner, the real stuff starts, the preseason's done, and there's plenty of storylines that I'm sure that are going to come out of the of week one. So we'll get straight into it, guys. And segment one's going to be front page news with Paige Godona. We've had a massive off-season and pre-season. We discussed a bit last week. Uh, what have you got for us in the last seven days leading into uh, game one, Paige? The Ravens have been in the headlines this week, notably because Mark Andrews has signed a four-year, $56 million deal that puts him up there as one of the highest-paid tight ends of the game. Additionally, the Ravens have been working out running backs Le'Veon Bell and Devonta Freeman in light of J.K. Dobbins' ACL injury that he suffered in the preseason. And now, just a couple of days out from the first game of the season, Justice Hill has gone down with an Achilles injury sustained in practice just days out from the season opener. Both are now out for the 2021 season. However, overnight, the Ravens have announced that they have signed Le'Veon Bell, which is huge news. We'll come back to that later. But over in Dallas, the Cowboys are preparing for the season opening game against the Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, without their star guard, Zach Martin. The team announced on Sunday that the All-Pro guard tested positive to COVID-19 and won't play in Thursday's season opener. Given the return to play protocols, the Cowboys aren't expecting Martin to play Thursday night. As a fully vaccinated player, which Martin reportedly is, he can return if he does not have symptoms and receives two negative tests 24 hours apart. However, theoretically possible Martin could be cleared in time, but given the symptoms were present, it's unlikely now he'll make it back in time. Still with the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, well, he said that he is ready to go after an ankle injury that he suffered last season and a shoulder ailment this summer that stopped him from a lot of preseason workouts. He's proclaimed that he's definitely ready and he's excited for the season opener against the Bucks, and we can't wait to see him take on Tom Brady at Ray James Stadium. As the NFL's COVID-19 vaccination rate continues to rise, one of the game's biggest names has revealed that a prior bout with the virus during a recent interview with Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, Tom Brady has shared that he contracted COVID-19 shortly after the Bucks' Super Bowl championship boat parade in February. To date, only the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Atlanta Falcons have announced 100% vaccination status across their entire franchise. 
Shaquan Barkley is close to being fully cleared and gearing up to play in week one against the Denver Broncos. The star running back suffered a torn ACL in week two last season and despite the tear occurring nearly a year before the 2021 season kicks off, there had been questions about whether Barkley would be fully healthy to begin the campaign. The great news is, either way, one of the most dangerous weapons in the NFL is about to be close to returning to football, which is a great sight for big blue fans. Over in New Orleans, the Saints have re-signed wideout Chris Hogan and backup QB Trevor Seaman to their 53-man roster. The Saints professed was always in their plans to bring both vets back, particularly in light of Michael Thomas, who will miss the start of the season. Seaman comes in as a backup to QB Jameis Winston, allowing Taysom Hill to resume his duty as a gadget player without risking a series of injuries to leave the Saints without a QB on game day. And finally, boys, we cannot wrap up the news without, of course, highlighting one of our own, and that is a very honourable mention to Jordan Berry, who was cut from the Steelers' 53-man roster during the week. He'd spent six years with Pittsburgh as their preferred punter, and this week has signed with the Vikings and is taking on the role over there. So it's great news for Jordan, who gets another opportunity at NFL level, and we're looking forward to seeing what he dishes up this year, boys. Thanks, Paige. A lot of news going on leading into week one. Uh, we just want to touch back on Baltimore. It seems to be spending plenty of cash there this week leading in. It's a uh, top ropes tip last week for the Super Bowl at $15. They've uh, signed up their tight end of plenty. How much will running back Leo Mavell go for? Well, it's quite interesting. Le'Veon Bell, they haven't yet come out and, and said how much he's going to be on and how much of that's actually going to be guaranteed. But it's, it's quite, for me, probably one of the biggest storylines coming in and, and we know how much of a player he was during his time at the Steelers. I mean, he was arguably the number one running back um, in in that season and, and certainly coming back into the AFC North, there's going to be storylines galore there, um, obviously with a different team now. But I found it quite interesting that they were also going to try out um, Devontae Freeman too. Well, these are two veteran RBs that at one point were both at the top of their game, potentially coming in to fill two RB vacant spots at the uh, at the Ravens. But there's guys like Frank Gore, Todd Gurley, Duke, Duke Johnson, LaShawn McCoy, TJ Yeldon that were potentially, you know, gettable as well. Corey, would you have bothered to try out any of those guys or do you think they've got the right guy in Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, Le'Veon Bell too. I think over the journey, uh hasn't always been the, the type of person who's been the most uh, accommodating from a teammate point of view from what we'd seen up in Pittsburgh over the journey. But look, any of those notable free agents like Gore, Gurley, you know, I mean, there's some pretty good names in there. So if it doesn't work out with Le'Veon Bell, I'd imagine that, you know, I mean, Gore and Gurley, the ones that jump to the top of that list. You're not wrong. And I mean, we've spoken about this during the week, boys. Tom Brady, is he vaccinated? Is he not vaccinated? What's going on? What, Marco, what do you make of the bombshell about Brady admitting that, that he contracted COVID-19 um, during the boat parade celebrations? Oh, Mark, get off the fence. Tell us what you really think. No, well, I, has he actually come out in the media and said that he has been vaccinated? Yeah, well, he, uh, he he's part of the Buccaneers and the Buccaneers have, are one of two teams that are fully vaccinated. So, yep. Mark had a key point there, though. Has he come out and said, I know the team has. Uh, but well, I you, you, we might be on a technicality, but 
I know we all think that there's special rules for Tom Brady, and they very well might be, but no, Paige, you're not talking that superstars (laughs) get special treatment. You're not saying that. If the NFL are telling me that these two teams, the Falcons and the Bucks, are the only two teams that are completely vaccinated, not just their 53-man roster, but their entire administration, I'm going to believe them. Well, the other one, the other one that is, uh, if you're a Cowboys fan, and I've got some Jordan Mule and Stewie Ward, big Cowboys fans out there, they'll be sweating on Zach Martin. And I did hear Jerry Jones talking this morning. And uh, for all the billions that Jerry's got, I don't think he can see those two little. Is it? It becomes a bit like a pregnancy test, doesn't it? That how eagerly <laughs> you're waiting for this. Isn't it? <laughs> you're not wrong. It's um, look. There's there's plenty of news and and that's happening in the NFL, of course, there's going to be plenty that will come out even after this goes to air and in the lead up to uh, kick off in the first game. But I think it's time to take us to the house, Marco. Thanks, Paige. We'll be back shortly with To The House with Nick Tedeschi. Welcome back, guys. We are now doing my favourite segment of the show. It's called To The House. Uh, it's brought to you by topsport.com.au. They've been a family owned and operated for 35 years. That is where you will get all your NFL action for this year. Uh, to The House, our main man's going to join us now. Top Nick Top Rope Tedeschi, welcome. MG, what an absolute thrill it is to be to talk NFL betting. You know, there is no greater hit to the sports betting junkie then red zone on a Monday morning, flicking from game to game, action everywhere. It is the absolute holiday. There is no Saturday, no Saturday then uh, at the end of week 17, this year week 18, and it's all come to an end. But we are at the very beginning of the journey, and I could not be more pumped. How good is your life? You get uh, this weekend, you get the pre, uh, the finals out of the way for the NRL, and then you get to wake up Monday morning, and your week just rolls on. Life is pretty damn good right now, pretty damn good. And there are not too many meetings these days, uh, MG. There is just sport, sport, and more sport. Yeah, living the dream, top rope. All right, we're going to kick off with uh, first match, the opener. Uh, it's going to be Friday at 10.20 a.m. Melbourne time. It is the Dallas Cowboys away to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The line there currently, we've got the Buccaneers at minus eight flat, and the total is at 52 flat. What do you got for us, top rope? Yeah, interesting goal. It's actually a, a, a cracker to kick off for a Thursday night football game. Uh, look, Dallas uh, are in a pretty good spot uh, getting seven and a half more. They've covered seven of ten. Uh, and Road Underdogs, uh, who won six or fewer games the year prior in week one, cover at 59.8%. The Bucks 4 and 11 against the spread as a home favourite, probably lean towards the plus here, but my top play in this game is the over. Uh, the Tampa are a huge over team, gone over in 23 of their last 34, 19 of their last 26 against the NSC, 8 of 10 as a home favourite. Dallas, 4 and 0 as an underdog over the total. So uh, the Bucks can light it up. The Dallas defence is pretty ordinary. Uh, I think there will be plenty of points in this one, so I will be going the over. Thanks, Top Rope, there for the thoughts. Uh, guys, what do you think of the uh, Dallas-Tampa uh, Bay game? Paige, Corey? Corey, Dak Prescott's back, but they've lost Zach Martin. This is going to hurt the Cowboys, isn't it? Well, potentially, Paige. At the moment, as we sit here 48 hours out, well, uh, yeah, we're still waiting to see what's going to happen. 
Now, not everyone would follow Richmond in the AFL, but it has that bit of a Richmond, the Richmond of old feel about it. A season-defining game in the first game of the year for the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, it did look. It's I don't envy the Cowboys going into a, the the Bucks, and they seem like you know, I mean, having a preseason together, they're going to come out, I think, and make a statement in this first game. Yeah, I think. Um... I haven't got much love for the Cowboys in this game. I mean, the Bucs have got almost their entire core back from last year, and that pass rush is going to keep Prescott well and truly off balance in the first half. Uh, match two, we go to Pittsburgh Steelers uh, are away to Buffalo Bills. They're, this is Monday morning, uh, one of the 3 a.m. games in Melbourne time. We've got the Buffalo Bills favourite, minus six and a half there with a total of 49 flat. Uh, this is the only match top rope, I believe, has got both rain and wind forecast. It's Big Ben v. Jay Allen. What do you got for us? Yeah, 3 a.m. Melbourne time. I just hope Dan Andrews, uh, Chairman Dan, hasn't uh, changed uh, changed from Sydney time as well. There, MG. So. Uh, look, I, I, I'm certainly leaning towards uh, the Bills here. Uh, there's no doubt that Pittsburgh are in a great spot as an underdog here. They've covered 25 or 33 as a dog, 10 or 13 as a road dog. Followed four straight, getting six or more points. But there's a real big angle here that I like. It's playing against road underdogs in week one who won seven or more games the year prior. They cover it 39.4% over the last decade. That puts Buffalo in a good spot. Buffalo have covered seven nine as a home fave. Five of six is a favourite, full stop. I am very keen on Buffalo here laying the points. Okay, guys, what are your thoughts on Pittsburgh Steelers and Buffalo? Well... I don't know about you, Corey, but the Steelers are being left for dead despite a pretty good off-season spent revamping the offensive line. How are you looking at this game? Yeah, I don't know. I've noticed in the in the off-season, everyone's pretty quick to write off the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I actually think they could be a bit of a surprise packet. That said, I would still expect Buffalo in the in the off-season that Josh Allen's had. He's just, you know, I mean, put together a really solid off-season, but. They're a smoky. Uh, um, I mean, let's not forget the start that the Steelers got off to, and it seems like they've improved. And wouldn't be surprised out there, all those Steelers fans. But having said that, I think Josh Allen and the, and the Bills in this one. You're not wrong, Corey. I am really liking Najee Harris personally for the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers here. He's been a huge inclusion at running back. First NFL game this weekend. Big Ben's going to need the support in what I think is going to be his swan song season. But certainly, Stefan Diggs, I love him. He absolutely torched the Steelers for 10 catches, 130 yards gained last year. Oh, it's just going to be so hard to pick this one. I feel like it's the time for the Bills, but you know what? I wouldn't be surprised, uh, Corey, if the Steelers did get up and surprise a few. And Mike Tomlin's got a bit to prove after going 10-0 and capitulating in the uh, in the postseason last year. And by the way, Paige, I do like that total points of 49 points. I think they're, they're going to, these two teams, I think they're going to go well and surely. Oh, it, it is going to be touchdown central in that game. So you make a good point, Corey. I'd get on there too. Okay, third game on our list. Uh, always a cracker. I love watching these two play. We have got Green Bay Packers uh, away. Well, they're away, but uh, New Orleans Saints are the home team. They're actually playing this game in Jacksonville. Uh, we've got the uh, Green Bay Packers will start favourites at minus four and a half points. Here is the line, and the total is 50 flat. Uh, it's Rogers v. Winston here. Uh, it's post-Drew Brees. Generation here. What do you got for us, Top Rope? Yeah, look, I love the spot in playing this game in Jacksonville. Originally looking to play it in Dallas, but uh, uh, the Saints thought it would be a lot harder for Packers fans to get to uh, to get to Jacksonville. So 
Ah, nice little start there. Uh, some key injuries on both sides. So big watch on the injury updates here. David Bakhtiari, the key lineman for uh, uh, Green Bay, is out. But big watch on uh, the secondary here. Jair Alexander, questionable. Uh, linebackers, Adarius Smith, also questionable. But the Saints are missing Michael Thomas. They've got a, a few offensive weapons there on the injury list too. Uh, I am pretty keen on the Saints here. Big spot here. Underdogs of five or less. Uh in week one, who had a, had a worse record last year, cover at 59.4% week one. Saints, 21-7 against the spread as a dog. They've covered six of their last seven, getting three and a half or more. Uh, look, who knows where the, where, where, where the Packers are at? Yeah, Rodgers did miss a fair bit of the preseason. I'll be back in the Saints. I reckon they have plenty of value in this one, plus four and a half. You buy into top rope. You said they were playing a bit of mind games going from Dallas to Jacksonville by their choice. Also, uh the uh, temperature looks like to be quite hot and humid, and also the grass that they're playing on. I believe Rogers is only has uh, got a poor record on the Bermuda grass. So, a bit of mind games early for uh, the Green Bay Packers. I like it, MG. I hadn't, hadn't done form on the grass. Usually, I save that for the uh, PGA Tour, but uh, the Bermuda grass, Aaron Rodgers, no good. That's uh, that's fascinating. So he might be the uh, he might be the Jason Day of uh, of the NFL quarterbacks. I'm missing my golf top rope. I've uh, I've been studying up on the grass. That's how uh, bad my life's going right now in lockdown. I'm uh, dreaming of uh, greener pastures. <laughs> it's it's uh, uh, the dark days during this one week off season of the PGA Tour. Yeah, I love it when people uh, send me uh, pictures of them playing golf and say it's a bit too windy. Yeah, so, sorry it. about that, Andrew. Sorry yeah, thanks, that. thanks. <laughs> what do you think of this guy? This game, guys. Well, we know that Hurricane Ida has now forced this game to a neutral site in Jacksonville. That's a massive loss for the Saints who would have loved to have hosted the uh, the Packers in week one at home. But, Corey, it's a, it's a new era now at New Orleans. There's no Drew Brees. What do you think the Saints can dish up in week one? This is the one of the most intriguing games of the first, I mean, first round of the season when usually – uh, it would, you know, I mean, obviously in past years you, you'd have um, Brady coming into New Orleans and the storylines around that. But it's interesting this year with uh, Aaron Rodgers' offseason, how's he going to come in? How's, I mean, not practising and the dramas with that. And then you've got Jameis Winston taking over from a legend. So it's, it's, this, this one's really hard to pick. Usually, like I, like I was saying, I'd probably, like what happened on Sunday Night Football last year, the Packers went in there and, and did a number on the Saints. But I don't know, this one, I've, I've really got no idea at the moment. Yeah, look, the Packers beat the Saints on Sunday Night Football last year. And, you know, that was actually the first time that Rogers beat uh, New Orleans in the Superdome in that game. So, um, look, I don't know. The Saints are going to have to rely a lot on Alvin Kamara, I think. So I'd be looking to to look at him at potentially a market with uh, with his yardage. But... I don't know if they're going to be able to keep up with Rodgers and an offense that's going to, you know, that is returning really all the right pieces. So um, I think for me, I'm siding with Green Bay here. They're going to have to rely yeah. on a lot of Green Bay turnovers for me, the Saints, to uh, to come out victorious in this game. Well, I think, yeah, I think you, hopefully we're going to see the the angry, pissed off Aaron Rodgers. And if we, if we get that, that he's going to prove a point, we'll hold on to your hats. And let's hope he does. I mean, I... 
I know I've still got memories of what happened in the championship game last year. Why the bloody hell wouldn't you give Aaron Rodgers another shot? I don't know. You wouldn't do it to Tom Brady. Don't do it to Aaron Rodgers. I agree. I agree. Well, let's see how it unfolds. But, yeah, it will be a close one. Next game, we've got the Cleveland Browns v. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. This will be a belter. Um, we've got the uh, rematch of last year's uh, divisional playoff. If you remember this game, which I'm sure Top Rope will, uh, this was a classic, and hopefully we get to see something similar for week one. We've got the Chiefs at home. The line is uh, minus 6.5 to the Chiefs, and expecting plenty of points in this game. The total is at 54.5. Top Rope, how do you see it? Yeah, I found this one a really difficult game to assess as excited as I am about it. Uh, what's really throwing me off here is Super Bowl losers in week one the following year, 5 and 16 against the spread since 2000. So uh, that is a bit of a concern and, and pushes you towards Cleveland. But, you know, and, and Kansas City are very poor at home. They've covered just one of six at home, two of the last 10 is a favourite. It does push you towards the Browns, but you know, Road Dogs, who won seven plus games the year prior in, in week one, covered just 39.4%. So, don't really want to be at the Browns either. They've covered just five of their last 15 as a road dog with six or more points as well. Uh, probably leaning towards you know, Kansas City, just in a bit of a revenge spot here. Not a lot of confidence, I'm sorry, Andrew. Interesting there. I'll give you another stat on this game there, Top Rope, that might uh, sway the punters, is that the Browns in the last two decades are 1-19 and 19 in week one of uh, playing NFL. How's that for a stat? Yeah, they're absolutely horrendous. They used to just be absolute money for jam. I'm, I'm, I'm really fascinated by the Browns this year. I'm probably lower on the Browns than I think nearly anyone else I've seen, any other pundit I've seen. But it's interesting to see what Kevin Stefanski can back up that coach of the year stuff. He took up from Freddie Kitchens a year ago, worked some wonders with him. Are they kind of going to continue on the upward trajectory like everyone anticipates? They're certainly not the roster to, or are they going to fall back into old Cleveland ways? So, yeah, I'm pretty interested in that. Like, I... Yeah, you'd, you'd probably rather than Kansas City. There's a lot of players on the injury list here as well that that, that are well well worth watching. You know, uh, for Cleveland, yeah, their defense, yeah, may all play with Miles Garrett, Greedy Harris, Greedy Williams, Ronnie Harrison. There's a lot of players there, and yeah, any real losses to, to that defense is going to, is going to be trouble against yeah such a red hot offense like Kansas City. Okay, Browns, Chiefs, guys, what are our thoughts? I am, for me, this is match of the round and this is purely because this is a rematch of last year's AFC divisional playoff thriller and that was one of the best games of football all year. Really wouldn't surprise me if the Browns won this game given how much, um, you know, they've ever cured in the offseason, really. They actually look like a complete team coming into this season and um, last year they played that divisional game exceptionally well and I thought that was super unlucky but what about you Corey where are you looking at for this game yeah look I've been watching a lot of news and the chatter going into this game and I know that a lot of people are bullish on Cleveland and the changes they've made in the offseason but I don't know I just think the support that Patrick Mahomes and what they've been able to do in the offseason he's you talk about points to prove I think he's really going to have a chip on his shoulder this year I mean, we had vision of that, what was happening in the Super Bowl last year, getting chased around like a chicken. And uh, look, I'm just anticipating he's going to come out and this will be his first opportunity to make a big statement in a big game. Well, look, you're not wrong. Mahomes is 17-4 at home, has never lost to an AFC North opponent. So 
that must be considered certainly when you are parting ways with your hard earn. But for me, uh, two guys I want to highlight in this match, and that is Nick Chubb and the former Chiefs RB, Kareem Hunt. Now, I think the game may be won by Cleveland in the running game. So if that's to happen, these two guys are going to have to have huge, huge games. Next game, top rope, we have Chicago Bears at the LA Rams, Monday, 10.20 a.m. Currently, we've got the Rams' favourite at 7.5, and, and your total for this game is 45 flat. Uh, what do you see, top rope? Are we any chance to see the new quarterback, Justin Fields, line up for the Bears, and also the new quarterback for the Rams in Matt Stafford? Oh, we are definitely going to be seeing Matt Stafford play. He'll be starting for the Rams. Uh It'd be a very, it'd be a very, very harsh first lesson for uh, Justin Fields to come in against one of the preeminent defenses of the NFL in the LA Rams. Uh, like a couple of bets here, uh, I'll be betting the rare minus and under doubles. So I'll be betting them both individually, having a little nibble themselves. Uh, the Rams have covered 22 of 30 against the NFC, nine of 12 as a home favourite, and Matt Stafford has played the Bears twice every year. Uh, of course, coming from the Detroit Lions. The Bears, they've covered just two of their last seven as a dog. And Road Dogs, who won seven-plus games the year before in week one, cover it just 39.4%. All lines up for the Rams. Also, some big underscores here. Uh, you know, just from a statistical point of view, the uh, under is 20-6 and six when the Rams are favoured, 14-3 and three when the Rams are at home, 15-7 and seven when the Bears are a dog, 12-4 and four when the Bears are a dog of seven or more. So... Uh, all lines up. I can, how this game plays out, like this one is one of the two. I can see, you know, the Rams kind of getting to to, to twenty four, yeah, you know, maybe thirty points relatively easily. I really can't see Chicago getting any more than ten in this one. I think they are going to really struggle to score. Andy Dalton was horrific at Dallas last year. He, you know, by the time he left Cincinnati, he was well and truly on a downward spiral. I, I don't see a lot of offensive weapons for him to kind of really take advantage of. Yeah, unless Fields does come in and cause some surprises, which I'm not sure, you know, the relatively conservative coach of Matt Nagy is going to do. So, you know, I, I'm pretty keen on both the minus and the under in this one. As the Bears v the Rams, Sunday night. Well, Corey, you have been all over this for one man and one man only. Tell us about this game. Yeah, I think, like we mentioned, we always get to see Matt Stafford for Detroit on Thanksgiving every single year, but we're really going to see him now in the bright lights of uh, playing for Los Angeles. Did hear a funny little story how he went there. One of his mates happened to be in uh, Cabo and then started having a cocktail with the with the, with the the coaching staff of the Rams when they were down in Cabo, and that's how that deal got done. So don't ever say good deals never happen with alcohol. But uh <laughs> That sounds like it, uh, the AFL look, equivalent of, uh, of of coaches meeting players in Bali. I think you might know a thing or two about that. Yes, a little bit about that, Paige. But no, I'm I'm really looking forward to Matt Stafford. He's been such a great stalwart with in I mean a lot of trying circumstances in Detroit, and to see him in the bright lights, that brand new stadium in Los Angeles. I, I think it's they're really going to be the te- one of the teams to beat this year. Look, you're not wrong. I think if LA can get that running game going early, then. They're going to absolutely tee off on Andy Dalton, that defence. Um, it, yeah. it may be a bit of a massacre. But, look, the last time the Bears beat the Rams was a 15-6 victory back in 2018. So it's been a while. But for me, I think um, I think this is going to be a, a big, 
big win to the Rams. And I think that's going to increase the calls to come to play Justin Fields and, and to get him into the system. So looking forward to that one. Yeah, and I do feel sorry for Andy Dalton if he, uh, if he's going to go back home and they cop a real smacking in this game. Ouch. When, uh, when he takes the field in that next Chicago game, it's not going to be pretty. Monday night football in Vegas. Top rope, one of your favourite places to go to. Uh, we've got the Baltimore Ravens being hosted by the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, it'll, it'll kick off Tuesday, 10.15 at Melbourne time. The line here at the moment, the, out, uh, the away team is favourite. Baltimore minus four and a half. And the line is at 51 flat. In Vegas, what have you got for us, Top Rope? Yeah, keen on both these teams to do pretty well this year. I've got Baltimore as the, the highest rated side on the on the AFC side outside of Kansas City and certainly the best value. Uh, big watch on the injury list here. Uh, yeah, Rashad Bateman and J.K. Dobbins both out to Baltimore, but uh, potentially missing a couple of offensive linemen as well, Ronnie Stanley and Bradley Bozeman. So we're going to have to watch on the health of those two. Uh, the offensive line is important to Baltimore as yeah. As probably any team, it's of course important everywhere. But yeah, they, have, they run such a you know, option run, you know, run first uh, offense that the kind of blocking scheme is really, really important there. Uh, Vegas, they got Josh Jacobs as well as Richie Incognito all on the uh, questionable list. I'm just going to go with the class here. Baltimore have been pretty good as a road favorite, covered eight of eleven, covered twenty one of twenty nine on the grass. I can't tell you what grass that is there. In general, you've got that covered for us. Um, uh, Las Vegas covers one of the last five on the grass. Not the easiest game to assess, but I, I'm I'm going to back that the coaching of John Harbaugh and the way they're going to use Lamar is going to be way too much for what is has what has been shown to be a pretty simplistic approach from John Gruden and the Vegas stuff. So, what are your thoughts? Oof. Well, this has got a couple of different sort of storylines running into it. Um, John Gruden in his fourth year of his second stint, um, the Raiders are really going to be fired up for this one, I think, Corey. What do you make of this matchup? Oh, look, it's just a huge year for John Gruden. He's, you know, I'm in the fourth year, second time back at, at, at the famous Raiders and I think the pressure's going to be on. They, they really need to get off to a good start. They've got the brand new stadium. Uh, by the way, have you seen that brand new stadium? It's actually got a nightclub in the end zone. I don't. I, I think I would have scored a touchdown and never gone back out ever again. But um, <laughs> look, it's a it's an intriguing year for the Raiders, and uh, they really need to make the playoffs. You can't be on such big money like Gruden is. You've got to find a way to get your team to a playoff, in which that's what Vegas is going to crave. I just wonder if the if the fans back at the stadiums for for. Uh, the Raiders is going to make much of a difference against Baltimore. Um, like we know Vegas themselves were two six at home last season. That, that hurts. That, that can't be another storyline um, that r- repeats this year. But for me, Lamar Jackson, he's two one on Monday night football. He's had seven touchdowns and no interruptions in those games. And uh, if you're looking for a line to probably get on, I would strongly be suggesting Lamar Jackson. He might go bonkers here. Just don't think the Raiders' defense is cut out to be able to contain him. And and I think we're going to see a fair bit of uh, of purple in the end zone there. All right, thanks for all that information, Top Rope. For anyone looking to follow Top Rope through the year, please get to www.littlebirdiepod. Uh, go to our shop and look under the icon of To The House for the NFL season. Uh, Top Rope's info week to week is available for $22 and the whole season package for $388. 
Uh, it's got extensive week to week, but it's also got all the futures. So if you're interested in the divisions, the conferences, the Super Bowl winners, it's all available there. Um, if you're serious about your NFL punting, make sure you get to the Little Birdie Shop for To The House. Each week, guys, our panel of four will be granted $100 to invest uh, throughout the season. We are aiming to raise funds for Corey's uh, platform called Walk With Me Online. Please check it out. He does terrific work in the mental health space. Last week, we locked in our Super Bowl predictions. We each had $100 to see through the year. As you can see on the screen, uh, Nick Top Rope Tedeschi tipped Baltimore at $15. Page the 49ers at $12. Corey McKernan tipped the favourite, the Chiefs, at $5.60, and myself uh, went Buffalo at the uh, $10. Now we'll just get our week one selections from the panellists. Um, top rope, we're going to start with you. What is your week one special? Uh, the LA Rams minus seven and a half points against Chicago, Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football, very good there. And we'll just read up on the screen now. We've got Paige. Uh, her best for the week is Green Bay at the line, minus four and a half. Corey is putting his $100 on the Tampa Bay game, first game of the week. Uh, he's going the total over 52, which uh, top rope pressed really hard. So that looks like a good spot to uh, invest in early. And myself, I'm having my $100 on Tampa Bay, minus eight flat on the line on the first game of the year to kick us off. Now we'll go to Paige. She's going to introduce us and tell us, the audience, all about the Super Bowl party competition. And guys, we've got a Super Bowl party competition that we're going to run this year. And basically, we are giving away two tickets to our exclusive Super Bowl party featuring Mark Goodwill, Corey McKernan and myself and some special guests. Those will come later. But each week, we're going to ask on our Twitter handle that is at TV. Uh, for you to give us your tip on the first Friday game of the week. So, for example, if I was to tip Tampa Bay by 14 points, then that would be my entry. Now, make sure when you do tweet us your game that you also tag two mates and that'll be your one entry. Every week a winner is going to be announced and it'll be announced on the show as well as on our socials. So, Make sure you jump on to Twitter, tag at the third and long TV and tell us what your tip is for the Friday game, what the total points is going to be in terms of who wins and by how much and tag your mates and we will announce a winner every week. Thanks, Paige. Sounds like a great competition. Hope everybody gets behind it and see if you can join us at our Super Bowl party. That's it for week two show. Uh, I'd like to thank the third and long crew. Um, please follow us and like us on YouTube and you can find us in the Apple store on uh, SoundCloud and Spotify. Uh, please follow us on at third and long TV and little birdie TV. Uh, and remember you can get all your NFL bets on topsport.com.au. See you next week, guys. <laughs>